0: Hi, and welcome to Good Change Conversations with myself, Christy Hunter and Stina Smith. We're here to inspire everyday people to do good things. Good changes come in all shapes and sizes in the form of products, mindsets, routines, and more.
1: Each episode,
0: we're going to introduce you to small changes
1: that will help you and the environment. We hope you take away at least
0: one of these and change for the better. In the wise words of Elvis Presley, clean up your own backyard first, and then the world's. Focus on the small changes. Don't try to do everything perfectly, just little bits one step at a time. Welcome back to the Good Change Podcast,
1: where we look for people making good changes in their lives. We are so grateful to have Rebecca Percaski on the show today to hear more about her journey with the Better Packaging Company. She started as an entrepreneur in her early 20s and went on to be the COO and director of Starship IT, giving her the insight and peek behind the curtain when it comes to logistics and packaging. She was involved in the end-to-end process, which allowed her to notice what in the current system was broken and needed redesigning. The Better Packaging Company are a sustainable packaging company doing good things here in New Zealand. Working with purpose has been a huge driver for Rebecca and her business success. So, we're looking forward to diving into her story.
0: So, Rebecca, welcome. We are so excited to be speaking with you today. We'd love to start by hearing a little bit more about your journey and what better packaging actually does. How did the idea actually come about?
2: Well, firstly, thank you for having me. I sort of always laugh when people ask me why I started a packaging company. (laughs) And the reason being is that I actually hate packaging. And that's not a word I use lightly because hate is not a great word. But I've always been incredibly aware of it. And it's something that I've noticed from an early age. And I think it has something to do with the way that I was brought up. So from the age of two to six, my parents and brothers and sisters and I travelled the world in a motorhome making and selling jewellery. And there's not a lot of room in those things. So we didn't have a lot of stuff. Everything we had, we loved and it was well used. And I think that just lay a foundation for the waste-free life that was to come. But like all of us, I really like the good things in life. You know, I love fashion and eating out. So it was really easy to fall into the habit of collecting stuff. But then I had this awareness that there was a lot of waste that went along with the way that I was living. And I just felt this urge to do something about it. But what got me really moving was when my little daughter, so I've got three kids, my seven-year-old, did her school project on saving the planet, and she sort of came up with these really simple ideas, and she'd chosen to do this. So it was nothing to do with me switching off light switches and walking to school, and it it actually broke my heart because this little person who I love more than anything in the world had this huge issue on her shoulders, and it was something we'd created. So I sat up that night and I wrote a list of five things, that I could do four were in the packaging space one of them was to make a sustainable courier satchel <laughs> and so here we are three years or four years on and we've diverted over 35 million single-use plastic bags from ending up in nature by offering a better packaging alternative
0: Amazing and isn't it incredible that it was that really young generation that actually was the big driver behind that Absolutely
2: yeah and they, they're so passionate and aware of it it's yeah, really cool
0: what also hugely
1: resonates with Christy and I when we hear about your business and your story is you also wake up with a bit of purpose every morning. I think we we talk a lot about purpose in our business yeah. and how it's important to look yourself in the mirror in the morning, know why you're doing what you're doing, yeah. working with purpose. What, what does that mean Absolutely. to you?
2: Absolutely. Look, we, we always say that we're a values-led business, so we put the values at the front of everything we do. And quite often, it doesn't make financial sense. So we make our decisions based on what's best for the environment, what's best for our team, what's best for the people that we interact with. And that that drives everything that we do. And an example of that in the early stages was we always thought that we would be supporting really large corporates or large companies. And when we first... Sort of did some market research. We had all these smaller companies, small to medium businesses, saying, Look, we really want sustainable packaging. And they wanted it in units of 20 and 100. And we were just like, Oh my goodness, we don't know how we're going to do that because we were imagining that we'd be doing it in really large units. But we were like, Right, we've got to do what's right for the customers and for what people are asking for. And so we sort of said, Look, we're going to do the side business to support these customers. And we set up an online shop and it's actually become the fastest growing part of our business. So when we originally did that, we thought there was going to be no monetary gain from that. But it actually turned out to be a really good thing. So I think when you follow with your values, good things happen. And we've learned that time and time again. But it goes through everything we do, like all of our office. We've purchased everything second hand. Um, we're trying to enable and empower the team that we have. We, we try and run it through Everything we do, we've become B Corp certified. We're offsetting everything, so it's just a, it's just ingrained in our whole culture.
0: It's amazing because a lot of companies just pay lip service to it, but if you're actually living and breathing it and letting it infiltrate through the business, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, and I think it, what we've learned and what we're showing is it does pay off. I was just wondering, Bex, in the four years
1: you've had the company, you saw a big growing demand in the small to medium-sized businesses.
2: How, how, how has that developed in the four years you've been in business? Yeah, so look, we launched the business just over three years ago, and the early adopters were those small to medium customers and what we're starting to see now especially in the markets that we've been in for a long time like New Zealand and Australia we're starting to see some of those more mainstream larger customers come on board but what you realise that it it does start with those smaller more passionate people who they you know the larger corporations they've got whole departments they have to get these things signed off on by so it takes time whereas an owner operator can make a decision literally overnight and I think the really neat thing about our product which I should just say <laughs> is a, the, as a home compostable courier satchel is that it's so similar to the plastic alternative uh, except that it breaks down in a home compost and it's non-toxic that these businesses can just change, their, change the packaging overnight it's a really quick win they don't have to do anything to their processes. Uh, it's really powerful for people. So it's a really neat way to make a quick change. And I think that's what's resonated with a lot of companies as well. Uh, the first movers, the mm. passionate people that
1: drive a lot of change in any space. And we're talking about sustainability and purpose here, but... I think really, when it comes to anything, you have the first movers that need to push something across, and then that's how you sort of change the load, and then the bigger ones will follow when Absolutely. it comes to safer choice.
2: And I think that just shows that anyone can make a difference. You know, so these these smaller companies have driven these larger corporations to make that change, and that's that's really neat and powerful.
0: Good change, bamboo reusable towels, the perfect alternative to a single-use paper towel or the blue synthetic rolls that stay on the planet forever. Use, wash and reuse up to 85 times, then compost them in your home and send them back to nature. Available from your local supermarket or online at www.goodchangestore.com Help support good changes in New Zealand homes with Good Change Bamboo Towels. Just out of curiosity, when you say...
1: um your package is home compostable. Yep. Do you, so do you know what happens when it breaks
2: down and what Absolutely. it's made of? So we've since launched other products. So we have uh, compostable bubble mailers, compostable labels, flow wrap, pallet wrap, garment bags, dry cleaning bags. There's a whole range of products that we've got and we've got quite a few coming. All of our products are certified. So it's really important to us that they have the certifications associated with them we wouldn't sell anything that wasn't certified. I think if anyone's listening in it's really important to make sure that you're looking getting those certifications or doing that due diligence and not just taking it on face value like really look behind the scenes and and see what is happening because there is a lot of greenwashing out there and a lot of false claims. Um, I'm sure there's been a lot of things that you've learnt both professionally and personally on this journey. (laughs) On a daily basis. (laughs) Um, What would be your biggest learnings professionally and um, what about personally? Oh, absolutely. So I think from a learning perspective, something for me is that I've actually learned to lean into the mistakes. We make a heap of mistakes and we're making them daily and in the beginning you'd sort of go, oh... You know, what have we done? This is crazy. How are we going to recover from this? And now we almost embrace them and it's like, how are we going to learn from this? And what are we going to get out of this? So almost in the middle of issues or mistakes, going to the team, right, this is terrible, it sucks, but how are we going to move forward? So I think that's something that I've learned is that to make mistakes is okay, as long as you're constantly learning from them. I feel that we're running the company that I always imagined in my head, but didn't know was possible. I always thought there was a better way to do business or a better way to operate, and so I've I've learned that you can have both. You can have a values led business and a successful company, and I think that's yeah, that's probably my biggest. Yeah. I,
1: th- I think that was something we we've talked about uh, as well in our sort of our story as well. Like you would have probably too. You know, would we have had the courage to do this mm. in our early twenties? Would we have had the courage to think there is enough? You know, at the end of the day, we all need to pay rents. Is there enough of a secure mm. money in a sustainably purpose-led business? Yep. Or is it more of a of a nice dream that you can do later on? But yeah, it's nice to actually see a business like yours doing so well, spreading across Australia as well with the values mm. and being hugely successful. Yeah,
2: and, and we're a businesswoman. Like, I love business. It's great. And that's what I get excited about. But we're also adding value. So... What we're starting to see is when we're looking for employees, we're getting the most amazing selection because people want to do both. They want to have a great job, but they also want to be making impact. And I think it just shows you can you can do it both and have it all. Yeah, is... I read somewhere recently that
0: if you try to run a business in the 21st century, the same as you'd run it 20 years ago, mm. where you just want to go out and make money, mm. it just doesn't work that way anymore. You've got to have a little bit more giving back or
2: a little bit more purpose or, or something positive. Yeah and, and we're trying to roll that over into our team and the way we work with them and sort of getting rid of that structure and just letting everyone work autonomy, autonomously. <laughs> Got it. Third <laughs> time. And yeah it, kind of, it becomes a bit addictive. You're like what else can we be doing and it's so, really exciting. And, and on that note you're saying
1: what can we be doing and looking into the future. So where do you see packaging in 5, 10, 15 years from now?
2: Oh look we envision a world where there's no Waste or oh, and rubbish bins don't really exist. You imagine your phone is fully repairable or upgradable, so every little component of it you can repl- component you can replace. Uh, your lolly. Pop rapper might be fish food. We just see the world changing.
0: Do you have uh, an education side to your business at all? Like where you're going out and educating people on sustainability or...
2: Absolutely, pastures? and that's why we're doing the podcasts. Uh, we A big part of our mission is around communication and education. So we've got a lot of information on our website. We, take, we do a lot of speaking, attend a lot of events and talk about the circular economy, which is... The Alan MacArthur Circular Economy, where they believe that waste is a design flaw. You know, We try and educate our customers about designing waste out of their products. And in a funny way, the packaging is almost a means to an end to get that message across. You're seeing sustainable packaging and it's helping the planet. Is there any,
1: anything, any wrapping tips or anything you can give people when they when they look into packaging anything yeah, from look, christmas presents to absolutely um, i mean i think any any kind of wrapping or packaging yeah, you're using
2: <laughs> i think to begin with start small otherwise you get really overwhelmed i always just say to people to sort of choose one thing to change but just think about how you can reuse it every time you reuse something the carbon footprint h- halves of that product so you, like with your wrapping paper i've got so so much of it that i just reuse and there's just so many opportunities to do that. And I also think about the choices that you make at the supermarket and the products that we support. Consumers are the one who are dictating what's happening and we get to vote with our wallet. So I think we've just got to make choices around that, not buying the cucumber wrapped in plastic by Nude cucumber and those sorts of things. Reusing the wrapping and the paper. Cause that's what my grandparents
1: used to do. Oh, no. I remember as a child, they would always laugh and think, no, no. "Oh, the stingy grandparents!" There they go again.
2: We're I not, know. And oh, my, my, carefully my,
1: unwrap the tape to not ruin the paper. My
2: grandfather had a um, ball of tin foil, so he would keep his tin foil and just. keep using it and wash it and put it back around. Yeah, I think we need to go back in time a little bit, but without losing any of the comfort. We don't need to do that. And I think that's what products like what we're creating show and what you lovely people are doing as well is that it shows you can have the convenience and the sustainability together.
0: At Good Change Store, we have designed beautiful and sustainable cloths for your home. They began as a vehicle to help lead social change. We are here to inspire and help people make small changes for a better world. Start with your kitchen and clean with prettier cloths that care about your bench as well as the environment. I mean, we work in the same space, kind of the same space as you. We've got that big sustainability focus, but I feel really uplifted talking to you (laughs) and hearing about the amazing things that you're doing, all the secondhand stuff that you've got in your office. And I don't know,
2: you you just sound like you're on an amazing journey. Yeah, we love what we're doing. And I think one thing I would just say is when we started this company, I was feeling really worried about the state of the environment and where we were heading. But there are so many people who are excited and doing these incredible things, like meeting you guys. and. I just think there's so much hope out there and I think that's a really great place to be if we lead this with hope and energy. It's a really exciting time of the world to be a part of you focused uh, on one small area of sustainability,
1: mm-hmm. but out of interest, do you have any stats around non-sustainable packaging and how that
2: is impacting yeah, the planet? Absolutely. Waste and wastefulness and the numbers associated with it sit quite heavily with me. I think it's something like one third of all the food we produce rots. Uh, there's 85 billion parcels are sent worldwide, and when you think they're all packaged in an additional layer of either plastic packaging or bubble wrap, millions of tonnes of waste created from the fashion industry, you know, we're just polluting this world at an incredibly alarming rate. So I think we need to start looking at the way we interact and the choices that we make. I know like a friend of mine sent me a photo the other day and she deconstructed her moisturiser bottle. They had like 10 pieces. And she was like, I can't recycle this. Whereas if it was a glass container or something like that, it's just so easy to recycle it. Aluminium is incredibly easily recycled. I think another thing that I would be really aware of is the plastics that we choose. And I don't think many people know that the number one and two are the most valuable with the number clear two being the most valuable. So if you have a black plastic or a coloured plastic, it loses all of its value. So if you've got a choice between a milk bottle, you go for the clear milk bottle over those white ones. It's just little things like that, a meat tray. Rather than choosing your black meat tray, choose the clear meat tray. And I've even got to the point now where I turn it over and see if it's a flight plastics, because that's already been recycled. So it's just little changes like this that we can start to make, to put pressure on the companies to really make change. And as consumers, we, we have that voice.
0: And I've heard a lot of people talk about shopping from around the outside of the supermarket as well. Yeah. So you're <laughs> gathering the fruit and the vegetables yes. that yeah. are not wrapped in plastic. And
2: if, then all the stuff in the middle is all yeah, the... Yeah, there's the, like three or four aisles I don't go down at all. And the other thing there's, like we get a lot of our veggies uh, through Ubi. They're like, out of our own backyard. So it's all organic. It comes in a box. There's no plastic. There are options out there for people. And you've just got to think and... Just make small, tiny changes, build on that change, embed it and then make another change. How do you tell if something is flight plastic? (laughs) So you just turn it over um, and it'll say on it. So they're quite a big deal for the meat trays at the moment. Um, And it'll have a little number two in the circle and it says flight plastics. This is recycled plastic. Um, And they're doing amazing things in New Zealand to get that recycling going. The thing about recyclables is that there has to be a market for it. So we need to be supporting those companies that are buying recycled products well, buying recycled plastics. Because if there's no market for the recycled plastic, then it's not going to stay in loop. How do we find the businesses that are doing that? That's a really good question. So at the supermarket, I'm I'm one of these crazy people. It does take me quite a long time to shop. <laughs> i sort of turning over the products, but then you get to know who they are. So I kind of now start to know. Um, but you can also email in and put some pressure on them. Uh, same with a lot of our merchants start using us because their customers have been demanding that they start using better packaging. And yeah, and just look out for it, I think. I wonder if
0: legislation will come in down the track from the government from a higher body. I hope so, yeah. Yeah. It has to. So in terms of which industry is the worst, like um,
2: fashion
1: or food, how how do the consumers or our listeners, what can they do to
2: make sure that they're putting the least sort of bad impact on the planet and and doing the best they can? Look, there's so many things that we can be doing. In our office, we realise that the the team was going in and getting a lot of tank juices. So we went and bought three reusable tank containers and now they're using those. So suddenly we're not throwing away 10 of those plastic ones every day. So there's little things like that. You know, in our office, we've given everyone Tupperware so that they can go and get their sushi or whatever they want to buy. Little small things you can do in your office or at home. Uh, and I think something that I've started doing a couple of years ago is I buy a lot of second-hand clothing. There's some thriving second-hand market now through designer wardrobe, tatties, those sorts of places. And you also end up saving a lot of money, and it's a lot of fun. So there's a lot of changes we can make. Uh, I think food waste is a big thing that I'm focusing on in my own life at the moment because we we throw away too much food. I think making sure you just cook and eat enough and order enough for what you need so it goes across everything that we do but you've also got to live and have a life and have fun so I think rather than getting too worried about trying to solve it all really focus on one thing at a time and embed that so this year for me it's food waste last year was sort of recycling and using secondhand things uh, and then just bed that down and try something new every year or every month or whatever it is but Don't give yourself a hard time if you fall off the bandwagon.
0: (laughs) And and that's what we do in our business as well. Our whole focus is around small changes. Yes. Not, Not trying to be perfect. No. Because I'm not always going to be wearing... I think they call them muesli-wearing outfits. But, um, you know, if you can have little changes that you make along the way and those things can add up to bigger changes.
2: totally. And I think, like, I bumped into a friend at the supermarket the other day and she went running away from me. She's like, I don't want you to see my trolley. I was like, that's just crazy. I'm not judging at all. I'm just worried about what I'm trying to do. And I think... You've just got to do what's right for you and your family, but just be aware of it. The first step is awareness and just being a bit conscious. Yeah, yeah. but
1: we, we get that a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah. Friends not wanting to wear synthetic clothes around us. Or... <laughs> <laughs> but as we say, we, uh, we don't judge because uh, everybody likes convenience. So yeah. it's just about changing what you can change. And,
2: absolutely. And I think once you
1: start doing one little thing, it just starts escalating slowly. I like yeah. your idea with setting yourself a goal, yep. be it for a month or a year to do, and just focus on
2: one thing so you one don't beat thing, yourself up. Whether it's a keep cup or a water bottle or whatever that is, just do that one thing. And then once it becomes, oh, my goodness, I could never get a regular coffee cup, then move on to the next thing. And I think that's, that's the only way forward. So I think what's really come through after I
1: talked to you, Bex, is that consu- the consumer, the individual person, really has a choice even though it's a small voice, but really has a power to affect change and to make a change out there, which is uh, quite a powerful
2: statement to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you look at the change my daughter made in my life, and she was only seven, and the difference that's that's made, you know, 35 million plastic bags that aren't in the environment. Uh, Imagine what all of us adults can do.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good note to finish off on that we can all think about for seven-year-old can change the
2: mindset. I exactly. think. Um, I think we can all we can all do our little bits. Absolutely, and uh, I, I think we're going to regret it if we don't. Well, I know we are. Agree. Mm. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Bex. Thanks. We appreciate you coming in. Thanks, Bex. Oh, cool. thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Lovely. Thank you for listening to our
0: Good Change conversations. We hope you are walking away feeling excited and inspired by those doing good things. Keep coming back. We have so much more we want to tell you.